0: This week, the obvious question is, what does it mean to live a balanced life? I'm Mike Trivisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalik, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. And We invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, please share it, or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. So, most of us lead incredibly hectic and busy lives with lots going on constantly, but are we spending our precious and finite time wisely? Are we distracted? Are we spending enough time on things that we say are important and truly worthwhile? Certainly, there are things that we have to do, commitments that we can't or shouldn't get around, but do we do a good job of balancing these things with the things that make our lives meaningful?
1: of the things i've been thinking about lately is is this year it just feels different to me than than other years and and it's not about work and it's not about things that i'm doing at home but i've finally hit on you know what makes bob you know feel like he's doing good each and every day and for me a, a lot of it is about you know balance and and what i mean by that is for me personally it's it's about my spirituality and and taking the time to to get back from everything and, and the noise and everything happening around me and just sit in silence and And uh, and uh, some of that is with meditation, some of that's going to my church, but I didn't have that in prior years where it's like maybe it, I do that once a month or, you know, once a quarter, but I've really tried to concentrate on whatever it is, you know, whether it's journaling or meditation or just going for a long walk or taking that pause in life And up until this year, I've, I really can't think of times that I've done that. My mind is constantly running. So it's given me great peace. And I'm thinking as an obvious question is, you know, what does it mean to lead a a balanced life?
2: And you're asking the big question Bob. not just like a work balance or, you know, balance with your kids and stuff. But the big question of like, take your whole life into perspective and, and, and that word people always say that, you know, it's good to balance stuff like that. It's it's good to, but what does that really mean? It's a great question in terms of like, I know I have to work a certain amount of time. I think I shouldn't say, no, I think I have to work a certain amount of time in order to earn a certain amount of money in order to maintain a certain lifestyle. And I'm supposed to spend time with the family. I'm supposed to spend time with, you know, different projects and things like that. But more times than not, like you, I, I tend to go towards the noise, the places where something's calling me, where there's a need or, or focus. And Fortunately, in later years now, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't have as much of that. So I, I feel like like your year right now, you're talking about, is pretty good. I think I've had that for some time now where I get to do the things that I want to do. And there's something about that that's a little bit scary. You know, our life is somewhat regimented from the time we're we're born, you know, school and things like that. You're expected to do certain things and then a job and so on. But what happens if you just have empty space? You know, how do you fill it? Or how do you fill a space when you don't have it all empty, when you have to make choices? You know, for me, one of the things I find that's really important is, um, and I think we're hearing more about it today than ever, is that idea of disconnecting from all the, the chatter that's going on, you know, the, the Facebook or the, you know, the intera- interactive uh, texts and things like that. It seems like more and more, there's no, um, they're all distractions. There's no distraction that gets me away from that. Nothing that pulls me. I have to do that on my own. And so uh, often I, I try to make those choices. And I, even when I'm sitting still or I'm, and there's nothing going on, I'm still kind of pulled towards that other stuff, realizing that there's a it's bottomless. Um I, mean, I could spend every minute of every day paying attention to things that in some ways are are kind of asking me to a little bit, but I'm also not not clear enough at times to to take my own path, to make a decision. And when I do, like you, I, I feel like my life comes together. so um, i'm I'm asking myself, as you ask that question, so what does the balance look like? And I'm going to think about that a little bit as far as maybe percentages or how much time I can do this or do that and what matters. But I know I can tell you this. I know when it works. And I wonder why I'm so stupid the next day that I don't do the same stuff to make it work again. I get trapped. That's a crazy thing.
0: I know for myself when I'm out of balance, it's because I'm, I'm resisting. I can feel myself resisting life. Like life is like a... a, a big current in an ocean or something like that, right? Or a riptide, and I'm fighting against the riptide. And if I if I can find where life uh, wants me to go and I just allow it to go that way, I feel balanced. And the way I the way I fight against the riptide, I I know is uh are, I fight against it uh when my ego, when my head gets in the way, when I think I should be doing something else because it looks cooler. Or, you know, I'll be somehow perceived as cooler, you know, and it's not working out for me that way. And that really like frustrates me and like, you know, damn it, why doesn't, why don't I get that break? Why don't, Why you know, why, why isn't X more successful or why this thing I did isn't getting more attention or something like that, right? And I fight against it. But I, I realize it's not because whatever I did had some quality to it. It's because I just want You know, I want like the little tiny me want something. I'm not getting it. And I am, you know, I'm out of balance. Whereas if I can just be cool with that, you know, I do some piece of work, whether it's music or work. Right. Or the way I am with with my family or the way I am when I go to the store. I don't know anything. Just the way I am out in the world. If I can do it from a place where uh, I'm just doing it the the best that I can the most conscious that I can and I just allow things to be as they are I feel in balance and I I I hope that doesn't sound too um confusing you know like (laughs) like too so you know feel free to you know push me on a little bit if I you know if it doesn't make sense what I said but I, I know that I'm I I can feel myself pushing against it you know when I'm out of balance I can yeah. feel myself doing it.
1: Yeah, I know where I know where you're coming at, Mike, and it, it's uh for me, it's little signals. Um like I wonder like when I get agitated about something, and I'll give you an example. Like yesterday I was doing some volunteer work at the children's hospital and within the first two minutes of uh of getting there, uh, my glasses broke. And uh, you know, I can't see that great without my glasses and and it really like rocked me. It like ruined the whole event for me. And I'm thinking like, you know, inside I'm like, oh, this is just stupid. It's just my glasses. But you know, I'm 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 talking to the kids and talking to the people that work there at the hospital, and I'm not making eye contact because I can't see. <laughs> and uh, but it it annoyed me, and and I could feel like in my body I was getting agitated. And but I had enough awareness to say, why are you getting agitated, Bob? It's just your glasses, because. I was getting agitated because I was projecting what I needed to do next. Like, oh, now I've got to go to let's give a plug for LensCrafters. I got to go there. I, I could take a week to get glasses. I got to wear my old glasses. They're all scratched up. People will think, why is this guy wearing scratched up glasses? Or why is the guy wearing glasses that only have one arm on them? Because <laughs> that's what I was doing <laughs> when I had to see something. Um, so it it just kind of irritated me. And it's um, and even what Joe was saying. You know, I'm thinking about a lot of times I get hung up. It's not that I'm out of balance; it's that I have expectations that, you know, even things that you want to do, like, you know, writing a story or playing some music or or going to like a party or an event. If you're not just kind of like what you were saying, Mike, go with the flow. Like, just be Mike and go into it without your ego. It could be a wonderful thing, but when we start labeling things and saying, well, this is what I expect out of this and this is what I'm going to expect out of that, it seems like in some cases you could be let down. And I think this whole balance thing for me is just I don't know, I wonder if it's that that whole that phrase, you know, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. You know, like for me mm. it's just kind of these are the things that make up who I am and I enjoy and I've got to balance those things out. It's like spinning plates.
2: Yeah. And the thought comes to mind on that, Bob, that 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 whole idea of, you know, so much going on, so much impacting a day or you're coming at you like that, something as simple as your glasses breaking can can cause that kind of confusion. It made me think that we all schedule ourselves a little bit tight, you know, look at a person's day and generally uh, mine's a little bit more open now than it ever has been, uh, which is great, because what happens is if I schedule beyond about 80 percent or maybe even 70 percent, then I wind up having things that that happen. That I can't react to. I can't do anything about. You know, a phone call comes in, or something like that, that I want to spend a minute on, or some event happens, and I can't do it. And I, I, I guess I can liken it to a computer. You know, where you have to have a certain amount of extra space in order to process. And when you, as your your disk space gets less and less, the computer starts to slow down. Eventually, it can't work, even though you have space available. It can't work because it's so tight. You know, at that moment. And I think it's true for me too that when I have uh, the moment, the time where I can answer the phone or I can you know spend a few minutes, it makes the day so much better. Whereas when I'm really scheduled tight and there's no give to it, and I think many people are that way today with their jobs, with their kids, with their family obligations, the sports, you know, all the stuff we've talked about uh, on the podcast and things that we haven't even spoken about yet. When you think about those, there's very little lax time, off time, and very few people would schedule that because they just can't. I mean, there's, there's just no space for it. So you, you're constantly in this trap where, you know, I, one of my sons talks to me about it when he gets in, you know, from work, he's got six or seven things he has to do along with eating dinner and all that to get to that point where he can finally get to bed at night. And I think so answering my text isn't one of the priority things. And, and generally it's not, you know, or, or phone call. He'll, he'll let it go and he'll say, I was really busy. And I think, wow, you're so busy. You can't even respond to a text or answer the phone. I mean, that's really, your mind's got to be jammed at that point. You know, like the computer, it's got to at some point work less effectively. So I think one of the, the secrets to balance is to have some clean space, some open space, maybe 20% as just a, a figure, a number. And then that 20%, you might look at it and say, boy, what a waste of time. But I'm fairly certain you'll fill it. And if you don't, that's even better because then you can fill it with that other stuff you're talking about, Bob, where, you know, you're actually scheduling some spiritual time or some reflective time or some downtime, just pure downtime, sit and do nothing for a little bit, you know, no thing, do it for a little bit. And it's amazing when you come out of that, how much more refreshed and better you feel about it.
1: You know, all I have to do is I'm thinking about not only work, like trying to schedule a meeting with, with maybe three people. I'm also thinking about like on my personal life, like I have a couple of tennis matches to schedule and that's just with another couple, but it's virtually impossible. Cause every time I give them three dates, they're like, well, those don't work. And they're like, how about these three dates and times? And then, and then I look at him, I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. Uh, it it almost seems virtually impossible. And then I have like a board meeting with my HOA, and I'm trying to set that up. And the same thing. It's like, I can't find any time where everybody has, well, I can't. I do this on that evening, or I have this that evening. And I'm like, wow, it's like nobody has time anymore. And then what it comes down to is somebody in the group makes a sacrifice. You're like, well... Like like next Monday, I have basically three things that overlap at the same time that I need to be at a school meeting. I've got a, a board meeting, and then I have someone that wants to play a tennis match all, all the same time. So instead of concentrating on any of those, I've got to cut each one of them short. Like I've got to leave this early to get to that, and leave that meeting early to get to this. And it's like wow, it's like where's that where is that balance? <laughs> Maybe like you said, yeah. Joe, I need that I need that hard disk space back. I've got to defrag my life
0: this all reminds me a lot of uh defrag your life nice <laughs> that's like a t-shirt i like that <laughs> i like it it reminds me a lot of uh that stephen covey urgent important thing oh, i think yeah. he kind of answers uh this really well for us i'll explain i know that i know the two you guys know it but I'll, I'll say what i'm talking about uh you know i think it's in seven habits of highly effective people where he talks about you know you he has that four quadrant box of urgent and important things that are you know important and non-important down you know the side and urgent and non-urgent across the top or maybe it's vice versa doesn't matter and what he argues is that focus on the things that are in the important boxes because what we tend to do is focus on the things that are in the urgent boxes so we wind up doing the things that are important and urgent right like some big work thing that you really have to do right it's urgent has its due and it's important whatever and and so that that fills that top box but then what will what will take second place is things that are urgent you know which is like the phone call that comes that's clearly not from somebody you need to talk to right now but the phone's ringing so you'd pick it up anyway right you know what, what what do you want i'm really busy right it kind of takes you off course where, where, what he says is focus on that important stuff first. So the urgent, important, and the and the important, non-urgent stuff, and that could be stuff like going to the doctor or meditating or taking a walk or answering your father's text. Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Answer your father's text. He raised you.
1: We urge you. <laughs>
0: you know, like like follow the you know follow the important things. Right. You know, and and it will lead to a much more balanced, happy life. You know, like get rid of the. Im- Urgent, non-important things. Get rid of them. Yeah.
1: it seems like good. we need a. I, I I subscribe to that, and I think that's a great you know quadrant to, to to actually, you know even for me as an exercise, sit back and say, okay, what falls into that quadrant that I should be focused on, but it seems like we need somebody in our life to to nudge us, you know, because it's just me. Like I'm the only one that knows. Well, why do you keep checking your phone, Bob? The one thing I, I I thought an interesting observation I had yesterday at the gym was. I would venture to say that any given time in any gym, fifty percent of the people are checking their phone. Cause I looked around at everybody at the equipment and pretty much everybody like in between reps of whatever they're doing, they're on their phone or they're walking with their phone or they're checking their phone. I mean, granted, you know, some people are listening to music on their phone, that's what I'm doing. And I admit that in between reps I'm checking my phone, like I got a text message or or, you know, my email, you know, dings and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. Let me check it. But it's um, it's crazy. Like, I I do think, Joe, you mentioned this in the very beginning about all the different things that we can do, you know, on our phone, different ways to get in contact with people. But it's a burden to try to keep up with those things. I'd love to just have a day where I'm off the grid for 24 hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you hit it on the head, Bob. That's like the perfect modern day example of urgent, non-important is like, you know. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, alerts on your phone. I, God, I mean, I'm sure 99% of them are definitely not important, you know. But man, to, you know, I, and myself included, I'm guilty too. You know, I see it go off on my, oh, what, what's that? What's, Oh, you know, it's like some, you know, funny picture or something like that. Just took me away from whatever I was doing. Like totally not worth, you know, totally throwing me off balance.
2: Yeah, so there's another piece then of this that it just—it's huge. Just hit me is and I asked myself this question a couple of days ago. We had a heavy snowstorm here, and you know I was kind of in the house doing stuff, and I couldn't get out. So I, in some ways, I I was given a gift to slow down. You know, when you get to that point where you can't do something, you can't, you know, actively pursue the things you would normally do. You kind of sit there and say, well, it's an off day. What should I do now? And when I realized, I asked myself the question how present am I in my life in general, not just at this moment? Because at that moment, I was kind of like, you know, you get stir crazy with, with the weather being that. You think, look around and you think, what can I do? You know, what should I do? What What am I able to do in, in, the, in the confines right now of my house? And uh, it made me get that bigger picture of how present have I been? And I, I went way back, you know, to as far back as I can remember. Have I been present through my life? And I realized the times that I was, were the times I was most happy, most successful, most connected with people. And so there's this big piece now that's hanging out there for me from what we're talking about that says part of being balanced is being present. You know, that if you're not present in the moment, if you're not in the conversation with your child or having dinner with the family or at work talking to the team, and that's all you're doing. I mean, you're not distracted by uh, text or Facebook or whatever that's going on. If you're really present, you're probably balanced. You're probably right in the moment doing exactly what you should be doing for all the right reasons and without that if you if you find yourself distracted not present like you live your life kind of in a, a distance from your body you know you're kind of doing something else when you're physically in some place all of a sudden you may realize that this is part of the hook the connection is how do i become more present in the moment so that i really spend the time effectively and as you said mike in that quadrant where things are important where stuff matters I mean, how many times have you seen that, you know, that thing going on where you think, why is that parent not? And it's a perfect time to you know have the conversation and they're on their phone or they're, you know, the kids sitting there waiting or whatever like that. That image of, you know, the distraction not being fully present. So I think they're, they're hooked somehow. They're connected somehow. And I just got a little kind of excitement thinking that uh, that's one marker for me would be to say, am I present in this moment? Or am I kind of scurrying around mindlessly? Yeah, that would be a warning to say "Hmm, maybe I'm not totally balanced here at this moment.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a start. I think you know, trying to do seven things at once versus just concentrating on you know, let me get this one thing done, and it's that whole multi-threaded versus single-threaded philosophy. But Mm. I, I don't know. I say ding, ding, ding. You know, Joe, you 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 hit a good answer there, and I think even for me personally, it's that that balance goes back to the times where and you know that go with the flow kind of moment it's where I'm not really thinking about the past and I'm not projecting into here's the 20 things I need to get done and that's that's when I get stressed out and I think back to my agitation when I get agitated it, it's not necessarily because of what's happening in the moment it's me projecting that now like even with the glasses now I gotta do this my days disrupted tomorrow instead of just letting it go and, and go with the flow
0: Yeah. yeah, And and as my my final thought here, I, I can even imagine if you have a list of 20 things that you have to do, they're probably not all important and urgent. However, if you review them and you come up with, yeah, they are, you know, they're all important and urgent and I've got to do them all, then the best thing to do is probably be present with all of them and not not fight against the idea that you have the 20 important urgent things to do because I know for myself I would resist it I'm good, I have all these things to do no it is you know I'm here this is what I'm doing and these are the things that have to get done but probably a, a good first step is to see if they're all really important and urgent if they're not get rid of the ones that I'm